There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 56 of the Digital Freemason for the week of oh, May 14th, 2007. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking you along in my excellent adventure through the world of short Masonic educational papers. Well, most of these papers are short. This one's a little bit longer, but um, this is part two of the four-part series of Jazz and Freemasonry. Last week, we took a little bit of a look at... Um, so the, the men of jazz and the men of Freemasonry, and then did a little bit of a poke into the importance of number seven in both. This week, we're, uh, we're going to be talking more about... Um, similarities between um, the men and both and uh, going ending it off with a little bit of a uh, I guess doing a bit of a teaser towards uh, episode 3 when it talks about uh, the roots of, uh, of jazz but so we're going to get started on this one this one's uh, I think probably the lightest of the bunch shortest one here so let's sit back and enjoy and find out a little bit more about um some more similarities in the men of Freemasonry and jazz. Taking a look at Freemasonry in our craft. Hmm, what is Freemasonry? Quoting a past Grand Master in Turkey, Freemasonry is a Western culture promoting the progressive institution. Creating love and cooperation links be- cooperative links between decent people of a higher moral value. Freemasonry helps the social and cultural maturity of humanity. According to this institution, work and labor are the principal duties of human race. Respect and tolerance to the individual and to personal opinions are two founding stones in this school of thought. The members target developing themselves first, and then they develop their own society by being developed themselves. Self-control is a prerequisite. Accumulation of knowledge and the creation of the environment, which led to the self-control are indispensable elements of the self-developing Freemason, and is not limited to the written texts, which may lead to half-descriptions, misunderstandings, and misinterpretations. Accumulation of knowledge is expressed under the veil of allegories, illustrated by symbols and signs, so that it may transcend the nations and generations intact. A Freemason is a man who always thinks and creates new thoughts, while continuously questioning the old ones. Thinking towards new ideas is a principal duty of a Freemason and the basic foundation of all modern society. According to Freemasonry, it creates new thoughts and is the basic driving force of developing society. This is why the Freemasons continuously develop new thoughts about all the allegories and signs that they were presented with. Freemasonry is a science and an institution of initiation. Brothers leave back their old lives and direct themselves towards a new noble way of living. Freemasonry means continuous progress and development. All the people with merit and faith are brought together with a universal bond of brotherhood. All the brothers learn to be tolerant of each other's mistakes, imperfections, and weak points. There is no racial or linguistic differentiation between the brothers in Freemasonry. Work and labor are as important as thought in Freemasonry. Action is a complementary arm of creating thoughts." Unquote. During making the making of my first presentation at the temple, I met with a young brother, Remy Sandvir, who comments, whose comments have given me further inspiration 
and I would like to share them with you as well. I think that the above words exemplify some properties of Freemasonry. Yet, a description has to be more than that. Identifying Freemasonry as an institution which brings together people of higher moral values is the right description, but there, is also, but there are institutions that do that as well. People of higher moral values is a property of Freemasonry, but it's not its description. I believe that a description acceptable by mathematicians has been put forward. In this context, we may describe Freemasonry as an intersection of traditions, of initiation, and building. Freemasonry is the only institution which has these properties. End quote. The first group of quotations was extracted from the book of, a, of the past Grand Master of Turkey. Yet I had a point to extract these specific quotations. I'm seeking the link between jazz and Freemasonry, and all these thoughts are extracted according to this target. Yet, looking at the matter through a wider perspective, one may also notice that all of the above statements are also part of the greater Western school of thought and civilization. Western civilization has reached this level through many stages of development since the 17th century. The accumulated knowledge of humanity is increasingly continuously. Mankind first learned speaking, and speaking is followed by the ability of writing. You may see writing as a symbolic expression of the spoken languages. Writing has made it possible to accumulate and develop thoughts and organization of them around certain structures. No other institution than Freemasonry has managed to consolidate the personal abilities of individuals into a single power which is continuously available for the benefit of humankind without any doctrinal restrictions. The past Grand Master I have spoke of also stated the following. Though all members are part of a whole, each individual is a unique and an unlike part of the total. Human beings are treated as individuals with their own identities and are not forced into preconceived social structures. Development of personality is of prime importance. Individuals are encouraged to develop their creative expressions. In order to achieve these targets of development of freedom, wisdom, and finally tolerance is inevitable." End quote. Yes, please let me ask you, is this statement absolutely correct? Brethren, let us pause for at this moment, as there is a question that I would like to ask you. What is jazz? Music and soul. Music is a subtle, suggestive medium of communication, inevitably open to many interpretations depending upon the interpreters, their thought patterns, and cultural heritage. Profoundly devotional natures, whatever their backgrounds, would be bound to tune in upon the music of the spheres and experience deep within themselves the moving contact of the outer self with the inner soul or spirit. Music itself does not know the barriers built in the many languages and dialects that we have. It leaps over all cultural patterns, transmitting its own inherent meanings, regardless of the mental prisms that color that colors its impact. There are no two people that feel the identical reactions, the effects that take place, whether it is a rhythmic response in the lesser part of ourselves, or the depth of the soul or spirit that are affected in the way in which beyond words can describe. Perhaps this kind of analysis is that foundation of some published musical criticism that is inadequate because it tries to rationalize an experience that is outside the range of reason. Jazz is widely accepted as a form of music. 
It has its origins in the city of New Orleans at the Mississippi Delta region of the U.S. about a hundred years ago. It has spread out along the northern parts of the United States through this river. So that's the second installment of uh, Jazz and Freemasonry. Now, you know what, I really don't have anything to sort of say in regards to that, so instead of just blathering on, I'll just uh, cut her quick here and uh, let you get back to what it is that you're doing. So, until next week's episode, I've been your host, Scott, and I hope you've enjoyed our excellent adventure through the world of short Masonic educational papers. Yeah, these papers are available at uh, my lodge website, www.kinggeorgelodge.com, and uh, you can email me any comments or ideas or anything of that nature for, uh, at, what is it? Oh, podcast at kinggeorgelodge.com. So until next time, be sure to keep this shiny side up.